Good evening to everyone and uh, welcome and Merry Christmas, especially a special welcome to those who are visiting with us tonight. Um, Merry Christmas should highlight that for us uh, Christmas begins tonight and Christmas is a 12 day season that begins on Christmas and lasts to Epiphany. Uh, and although our culture has extended that back into sort of the, the Advent season, you can't really celebrate or enjoy the incarnation until you're done shopping and all those, all, those, uh, all those preparations are finished. So we begin a 12-day season of Christmas uh, in which we think about the incarnation, the Son of God being with us, and how the Son of God sanctifies all of life and makes it good again. And, and so... I wish you all a Merry Christmas and uh, that Christ would be with you and your homes and families and would enjoy this 12-day season uh, of, of new life that he, uh, our Lord, gives to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We say in the Creed that we believe in one God, the Father Almighty. But this affirmation does not seem to match up very well with the Christmas story. Almighty God makes his grand appearance in human history as a baby in a manger. And everything seems to be sort of out of control. The Holy Family is only in Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus decreed a census. And not even the mother of God, great with child, was freed from the hardship that caused. As we follow the Christmas story to Epiphany, we'll find that a, another tyrant, Herod the Great, is anxious to kill the one born king of the Jews. It uh, seems that he was not anxious to share that title with anyone. During his ministry, Jesus would exhibit power over sickness, sin, demons, and death. But these were all, during his ministry, temporary victories. Those he healed and raised got sick and died again. His ministry pushed back against sin and evil, but only temporarily. The Son of God exercised almighty power in a final and definitive way only on the cross and in the resurrection. We have to wait until Good Friday and Easter to see clearly how this baby is the son of almighty God and how he merits for all eternity the title Lord. Christmas makes Easter possible and inevitable. And that is the primary significance of Christmas. Our lives as followers of Jesus follow similar themes and raise similar questions. If God is almighty, and we are children of almighty God by baptism and faith, why do our temporal circumstances so frequently contrast with his omnipotence? If, if he is in control, why does it so often seem like he's taken a break or decided to focus on another universe for a while? 
The answer is that, as with the baby Jesus in the manger, he is focusing on a larger victory for us. God can and does intervene in countless ways to make things better for us in time. He can and does crush enemies, relieve pain, and extend lives. But these are temporal mercies, for there will be another enemy, more pain, and another cause of death. His primary gift to us, which we receive through baptism and through faith in the Son of God, is to renew in each of us the Christmas miracle of incarnation. The Son of God who took up residence in Mary and in the manger in Bethlehem takes up residence in each of us. If Christ lives in us and we live in him, we can expect our lives to follow the pattern of his life. It won't always seem like God is in control, but our lives are moving slowly and surely towards the ultimate and eternal victory. This is the meaning of Emmanuel, God is with us, a title that Isaiah, or God through Isaiah, bestows upon our Lord. Emmanuel, God is with us. He is not with us in some magical, make-believe way that makes all of our problems vanish. He is with us in a real way. He is with us in our pain so that it is literally impossible for any temporal thing to separate us from him. As Romans says, neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor anything in all creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus has conquered death for us and in us. Baptism and faith make Easter possible and inevitable for us also. As 1 John says, these things I have written to you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. But faith is not only or mainly about the future. Only once we are reconciled to God, only once we are freed from both the fear of death and the reality of death, can we begin to really live. Faith is the beginning of life, and Christmas is an invitation to faith. An invitation to trust that God is in control, even though it may not seem like it. Christ lives in us, and we are destined for Easter with him. Therefore, we can begin to live eternal life right now. As 1 John says, 
God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.